welcome to this week's episode of Unscripted Energy. I am one of your hosts, Nora Nopal, and I'm joined by my co-host, Pat Jones. Unscripted Energy is a podcast focused on the healing properties of energy work integrated in everyday things in everyday life. Unscripted because it's just that. Unscripted, unedited authenticity from two people working in the field of energy and spiritual wellness. So tune in, not just to us, but to yourself and experience unscripted energy. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Unscripted Energy. I'm one of your hosts, Nora Nopal. I'm joined, as always, with my co-host, Pat Jones. How's Pat today? I'm doing great, thanks. How are you today? I'm fantastic. It's beautiful here in northern Ohio. It is. Not a bad day. We have sun. We have sun in November, so we'll take that as a blessing. Yeah, for sure. So... We also are joined with someone sunny. Speaking of sunny and bubbly personality and all the things that go with the things you think about sunshine. We're joined in the studio today, the studio, as we say, as if we're all together, um, with someone near and dear to Pat and I, Corinne Turner. Corinne, welcome to Unscripted Energy. How are you? Great. Great. Thanks for having me. You're welcome. <laughs> Thanks for being here. So, so fun. Yeah, it's going to be so fun. So tell people a little bit about what's Corinne? What do you do? I mean, Pat and I know, you know, that you're a yoga teacher. You're also really passionate about, you know, um, creative um, side of you. So tell people a little bit about that. Um. Oh my gosh, I'm many things. I can't pinpoint to one thing. That's okay. But I'm like, a, yeah, I'm like a stay-at-home mom mostly right now, but I teach yoga, and but most of my focus is on like, yeah, creative activities. I knit and crochet, and I've been getting into like watercolor painting and drawing nice. again, which is like, painting and stuff was like my first love. I wanted to be an artist as a kid, but, you know, life. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, I don't know. I yeah. just flow with life yeah so what kinds of things are you painting in your watercolors is it landscape is it abstract what what are you finding um right now i've been doing like a lot of little like bookmarks and stuff that are like more abstract or just whatever i'm feeling and i'm doing like i'm going to a book market next weekend and where i'll be like trying to sell some of the the bookmarks and stuff and i'm in love it yeah, and I just signed up for watercolor uh, sketching lessons, so those are, that's been fun, yeah. trying to learn actual techniques instead of just going with it. So where where can, uh, where will you be this weekend? I mean, uh, at this book fair, of course, the podcast will come out after that, but do you typically do, like, the craft fairs and things like that? Um, the past few years, it's been random ever since like COVID and mom life uh, <laughs> so I this is probably my only one for this season but I normally only do things in the fall and early winter because the main thing was doing my knit and crochet stuff sure. and mm, that's the main shopping time for that stuff sure. so but this is the only one the book fairs in Dayton or around Dayton somewhere okay I'm going mostly because I want to go for the books yeah, and I just you know, selling stuff can pay for that. <laughs> Got to pay for your book <laughs> habit. <laughs> yeah. I love it. So, for your knitting stuff, do you have like an Etsy store, or do you sell your wares at, at the craft craft fairs too? I sell physical stuff like only at craft shows. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, I do have an Etsy, and I have a Ravelry, but that's where I sell my knit and crochet patterns that I've designed. So oh. other knit and crocheters. Okay. can download the patterns and sell them. I'd forgotten um, that side of you. So, yeah, you yeah. create patterns for people to knit and crochet. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. How did you yeah, get into that? I haven't that? in a while, but the old ones are still in the 
I started test knitting and test crocheting patterns for people. So like I would get sent patterns from other people and I would look through to see if they have errors or anything in their patterns. And then, I don't know, I just was like, I don't feel like working off a pattern and would make my own stuff and then decided to make it into the patterns. Um, yeah. That's fascinating. Like, I would that's have never mas- thought... That's master level, I think. I think so. That's master level creativity right <laughs> uh, there. Yeah. That's knitting master. I was going to say, yeah, not to brag. I have been in a <laughs> please, couple No, months. go ahead, brag, well, go please. Ahead. <laughs> we encourage it. <laughs> yeah, I, I have a friend of mine who wrote a couple, like, a Harry Potter book and a Friends-themed book, like, like officially the official published books mm-hmm. um and i did a couple patterns in those so that was fun oh nice yeah but i feel like i did that and then i stopped designing because i'm like mm, i've done it i've accomplished <laughs> what i needed yeah time to move on to the next thing <laughs> i kind of feel like that with my this with this last book pat can attest to that it's been like birthing an elephant like the gestation period <laughs> of an elephant with this book for sure and I'm like, well, I already, I yeah. mean, I published three. Why do I need to publish another one right now? <laughs> exactly. Like, I've already did it. So I'm going to move on to the next thing. This, yeah. I'll find something. Maybe I'm, get, I, I, I also paint. So I'm kind of in, also in that season of getting back into that. So, well, cool. Thank you for sharing that with us because I'd forgotten about the pattern creativity side. And, and that's, you know, and then Pat. Pat sews fantastically. We talked about that on the on the podcast too. And um, Pat has made recently made me like um, like the buckwheat, the the bean, the bags um, for different variety of things here in my in my hypnosis practice. And Pat, I had an unexpected use for those bags today. I want to tell you, oh. I had a client come in who recently had wrist surgery. And they were having Reiki done, and it was uncomfortable to lay flat with their hand next to the table. So I'm like, oh, you know what? I've got two beanbags. I can prop your, your hand, larger oh, beanbags. So they came in. Your skill came in very handy today here at the office. So, yeah. Well, that's a little well, bit about us. We could probably chat for another hour. What do you think? We probably could, just about the creative side of the things we do. And I think it would be fascinating. For sure. Yeah. So, though, we probably should, we probably should set up a podcast. Because if people are if used to listening, they know that we do things a certain They're wondering, way. wondering, are they going to pick a word or are they just going to chat? Yes, both. <laughs> we're going to pick a word and we're going to chat. So, if you're new to the podcast, this is Unscripted Energy. And if you thought it was something else, well, stay tuned because you might be surprised and like it better than what you thought you were going to tune into. Um, but we're going to pick a word of the week, and it's random. And then we talk about that word from an energy perspective and where it lands with us, where it shows up in our lives. Maybe we've had experience with the word before, good, bad, or in between. And then we meditate on it at various places throughout the podcast. So it's Pat's turn this week mm-hmm. to pick a word of the week. So reach into that bowl and see what you Hi. come up with. So I have to preface my random choice of this word because um, one thing that Corinne didn't mention is that she, like I, loves Qigong. Ah, oh, yes. And is, I think, um, doing some training in that. And the other day, one of the Qigong people that I follow just happened to post five words and and they're um, just like a short definition of these words and I think all but one of them I had never even heard of. Really? And so I put them in my bowl and so You pulled one I'm, today, huh? I'm going, yeah, I'm going to I'm going to choose from these words. Awesome. See, like, I don't even know how to pronounce this. <laughs> Quiescent. Yes. Q-U-I-E-S-C-E-N-T. Quiescent. I've never heard of that word before. Have you, Corinne? I'm pretty sure they talk about that word in the movie The Secret Life of Walter Mitty. Oh. 
I couldn't tell you what it means, but I'm pretty sure that was like a huge point in that movie. That would make sense as I'm looking at the definition right now. I, I saw the movie. Okay, let's see. So, the definition is being at rest, inactive or motionless, quiet, still, a quiescent mind. So that is very Qigong. Very Qigong. Yeah. So there you go. And one of the examples I have on my definition, um, it talks about, for example, if a disease is quiescent, you probably won't know you have it because it'll be like dormant. Mm. Yes, or inactive. Inactive, okay. Yeah. So, quiescent. And I have the pronunciation, at least according to, and so Pat and I do this all the time, because I'll say, what's yeah. what's the word? I say ethereal, and you say... Ethereal. Uh, yes, yeah, so there you go. Uh, say yeah. potato, I say <laughs> potato, what can we say? And I, I have it as quiescent. Really? Yeah, okay. as in quiet, quiescent. So, what the heck do I know? I'm not Miriam or Webster, but you know. Quiescent, <laughs> or yeah, or whatever Pat I, said. <laughs> <laughs> well, because I'm looking. Well, now my thing just left me. I'm looking here, and it it looks to me like it's quiescent or quiescent. Well, but you somebody out there correct us if need be. They will, no doubt. But, so, whether it's quiescent or quiescent, mm-hmm. Pat's going to meditate, unless Corinne feels inspired by the quiescence of of this word. No, you're good. You know. <laughs> She's like, that. Nah. I'm good with just meditating. Whatever yeah. Pat's going to... And I think quiet, it's appropriate. Quiet. No. Your Qigong word, right? This, it's right in your out, right is, in your wing it's path. It's a very Qigong word. Um, so let's just let's just drop into that that stillness of this word, this quiescent. And one of the ways to describe Qigong is the art of effortless power. So that that effortlessness of stillness and being present and being in this moment. So let's drop into this moment. If you are able to close your eyes where you are at this time and go ahead and do that, if not, maybe come back to this later but we're just going to sit quietly Uh, I have my hands palms together in my lap and we'll just drop into the breath in the belly the lower dantian just breathing into the center Inhaling and exhaling through the nose. And notice. Go inside. Take a moment for that stillness within your day or within your evening. And as we drop into this moment, your body might decide it wants to move and that's okay. Notice the 
energy in your hands. Want to open up your hands and just have them open to receive. And notice that aliveness. Sparkling, tingling energy in the hands. And take a nice deep breath. Let that tingling, sparkling energy move throughout the body. energy above the head. Notice the energy beneath the feet. To each side. And in front and in back. in this sea of chi. And we'll take that feeling with us into our time together here as we explore the word quiescent. Namaste. Namaste. Thank you, Pat. You're welcome. I didn't think I realized how much I needed that word until I was in that meditation. And perhaps that'll come up in the course of this conversation. <laughs> but I think, I think we all need those moments yeah. of, of stillness and motionless. And sometimes it just it just has to be literally a moment. Yeah. I mean, we took a few minutes there, but um, really, uh, you can you can practice this at the at a red light for a minute. Yeah. Yeah. Beautiful. What What did you think of? Corinne, when you when you first heard the word, other than the movie that you talked about, what 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 kind of came to your mind as we started to talk about it? Um, that I need rest. That you need rest. <laughs> uh, yeah, I feel like I like preach that, and I do it because my classes that I teach at yoga are I teach gentle yoga, so it's basically all chill stretching, and then I end it with a like. Uh, guided meditation to relax the body and stuff so I do that for like other people but I feel like I don't always reflect for myself mm. but yeah I feel like well rest was one of my words for the year rest and celebration and I so I feel like I go back to that but it's still getting the proper rest whether that's actual sleep or just like you know, rest, you know. Yeah. Sometimes, yeah, you just have to um, put your feet up, so to speak. Yeah. Yeah, I kind of having to remind myself that, like, it's okay to do nothing. Like, nothing, doing nothing is productive. Mm -hmm. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. And we need to remind ourselves of that sometimes, right? That it's okay to not strive, it's okay to be still because we need that reset you know we don't realize how much we need it until we don't have it <laughs> yeah and i i think that's a real um i don't, I don't like to use the word struggle because you know maybe it's not that maybe there's another word but um for a stay-at-home mom um because i i was a stay-at-home mom and I can remember feeling like, okay, I have to be 
I have to be doing something all the time and 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 you're caring for others and you're putting others before yourself most of the time yeah Yeah, that's where it's been hard finding the balance Mm -hmm. where I end up staying up way too late because I'm choosing to stay up late because I want that alone time to chill out by myself. So my sleep is suffering, but I'm like getting that alone time. So there's a balance there. But yeah, during the day, it's like, I'm not finding that much movement, even though I'm, it's, uh, motherhood is crazy. I feel like I do nothing, but I also do everything. All <laughs> That is a fair so assessment. So at the end of the day, I'm, yeah, at the end of the day, I'm like, I'm exhausted. But then I look back and I'm like, I don't feel like I actually really did anything today. But there's so much mental stuff that I think wears me down more than physically doing things. Yeah. Yeah. And, and motherhood is like that. Parenthood, you know, in general is like that, right? That you're, you know, finding, trying to find that balance and carve those times out for us so that we can be our best selves. And then we're like. Yeah. Am I doing it right? Because I certainly don't feel rested. Yeah, yeah. There's no, there's no owner's manual or no. instruction booklet. Yeah. Yeah. When um, when you were talking about that, Corinne, I was thinking about you know trying to remember. Um, you know, my kids, my kids are older than Corinne's kids. Corinne's the same age as my kids, I think. Um, <laughs> and so, you know. Yeah. I too, I tried to carve, I was, I stayed at home for a portion of, of their childhood, but, you know, trying to carve those, those moments out, um, I, I, I did the same thing. I found myself carving out like an hour or so after they'd go to bed and just trying to, like, I craved that stillness after like running Mach 5 with my hair on fire for like, you know, all day. It's like trying to put out everybody else's fires. Um. So, yeah, I craved that stillness, and I don't think I realized how much I, that I did um, because I was just so busy being a mom until I made myself, like, stop, and I go, oh, wait a minute. You mean, like, I need this? Like, this is good for me? I can, I can be quiet, and I can be still, and, and, and not have intrusive thoughts, or not, right? I mean, it took practice. But once I started practicing that, I didn't realize, you know, what I'd been missing, I guess. So something beautiful about, about that, um, you know, it, and I was, the movie that you mentioned, was it The Secret Life of Walter Mitty? Yeah. Is that what you mentioned earlier? There's a quote from there that, um, I'm trying to see if I'll get it right. From that movie, beautiful things don't ask for attention. That came to mind when she said that. Like, how that space that we carve out for ourselves that we're talking about, right? That quiescent moment, even if it's just a moment where you're, mm-hmm. you know, in the bathroom. Like, we moms never get to go to the bathroom by themselves. <laughs> we don't. You know, I see that, yeah, with my daughter and daughter-in-law. It's like, oh, God. just let them go to the bathroom. <laughs> yeah, don't let them go to the bathroom. Yeah, but you. Oh my gosh. But we, we beautiful things don't. They don't ask for attention. They just are, and like that space that we carve out for ourselves, it just is there, and it it's beautiful in and of itself. And, um, you know, when it when it arrives. You know, when we allow it to come into our space, it's it's magical. It's just a magical thing. Um, so, Pat, from a from a Qigong perspective, I guess um, I know you said that you put those into the bowl. You know, because you'd never heard of them. Was that one that you'd heard of, or is that one? No, that, no. no, I wasn't familiar with that word, and. Um... I'll, I'll have to go back now and look at the, the post and see what she said about them because I, you know, I just kind of like, oh, 
There's words I don't know. There's words with <laughs> pronunciations. I'm going to write them down and throw them in my bowl. That's all I did. <laughs> and, um, yeah, so I'll have to go back and look. But, um, but obviously the, um, the quiet, the stillness, the, um, the rest, um, because with Qigong, it's, it's amazing because you, after a practice, you feel energized, but you feel relaxed and rested at yeah. the same time. And so, you know, what does that tell us? That, that you can do some um, clearing. Mm -hmm. Qigong is purging and tonifying, so you can do some, some clearing, clear out the gunk. It's like cleaning out a closet. Mm -hmm. And then, and then do the slow flows that just bring your mind, emotions, and body into the flow with your chi within you and also the chi all around you. And so it's just, it's kind of a um, magical kind of a, a thing. Yeah. Practice. Yeah. I, I would agree in in that in in the descript like as you're as you're describing it, people who have never experienced qigong might think of that just sounds chaotic. Being able to feel my energy on this side and that side, and, and it's not. It's mm -hmm. this kind of it, it's this unique blend of the the subtlety. I think is is the key. To being able to experience that all that energy simultaneously it's very subtle um which is i think why that word really kind of comes into um marrying into that kind of um that, that qigong vibe well one of the, one of my teachers says that um you feel the energy to the degree that you can let go uh, wow yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So it's just, it's just like taking a moment to, and, and saying either out loud or in your mind, feel the aliveness in your hands. That's all you have to say. Mm-hmm. And you, and then you feel it, right? Yeah. Yeah. And uh, so, yeah, it is subtle, but it's also so powerful. When you... Corinne, when you were when you when you first heard that word, did it did you did you feel it anywhere in your body or your spirit or anywhere when it came when it came to you that you noticed? Um, I think it was just a like sinking down feeling, of, like uh, you know that rip, like yeah rest oh yeah stillness and quiet and that grounding down that grounding down that we crave that oh yeah i remember what that's like to be able to <laughs> take a breath, take a breath. <laughs> I've, been, I've been doing a lot more qigong in my gentle yoga classes it's kind of more of a fusion now that i've been doing the qigong teacher training awesome. um but i feel like i'm seeing more results in the students as far as like i feel like everybody's leaving even more relaxed and I've even had like a couple of people be like oh I actually like feel tingly and stuff I was like yeah but the magic of qigong like I as much as I love yoga I have never felt more magical than when I do qigong yeah <laughs> it's like <laughs> and the, oh, the more that you do I don't it's magic the more you do it it's so much easier to drop into like I, it's not like work anymore it just if I think about it I can drop in yeah I just start talking, even just talk about it. I'm just, I'm just buzzing all over the place. Yep. Yeah, I mean, and that's it. It 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 um it becomes part of you, and and yeah, it, it you don't have to work at it to to feel it and experience it. It's it's just pretty cool. Yeah, I um, it's interestingly enough, I felt it in my um in my feet when we were. Even when we were doing Qigong, I felt it really strongly in my feet. Um, and I took that as a sign that um, I probably need to, after I had a, 
I don't know how to word it eloquently or PC. I know we don't we don't do that on this show, but um, a bit of a heavy two days. Um, I was in Columbus with um, with people in um, we'll just say people in high places. <laughs> they get paid a lot more money than I do. <laughs> Whose circles run in politics and government and 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 healthcare? So. Um, it, but being an advocate, there's another word that maybe should go on my list. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was I was doing meaningful work, uh, but it took a lot out of me. And I you know I came home last night and was glad to be home, glad to sleep in my own bed, you know, mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. when you're on the go and you're doing these kinds of things and sleeping in hotels, it's yeah. a little bit of, you know, set my alarm and go and being on someone else's timetable and. So you don't really, you have to carve out those moments um, for that stillness to, to be there, I think even more so. So when I felt it in my feet, I thought, I probably need to go, you know, home and do some more, um, some more self-work to kind of find my energy. Um, that I, I didn't lose yesterday, but I um, was so passionate about what some other, how some other people felt that there was a little bit of a, maybe some transference that I didn't mean to bring home with me of other people's excitability. So um, what your practice helped me do there was, was to release some of, to release some of that feeling it in my feet meant I was letting it go and giving it back to the earth um, that it's not mine. Yeah. Not mine to carry. And that allowed me to go back to that inner voice that I kept hearing around uh, that I initially heard before I got in everybody else's feels, (laughs) which was um, my spirit who talks to me quite often says to me, you don't have all the pieces yet. It's okay for you to be still and silent because I really felt like I'm here to advocate. I got to say something. (laughs) I'm supposed to be saying something. And I was getting beat. I was I was beating myself up a little bit because I didn't feel like I said enough to make a difference. But it, my spirit was like, you, "That's not your role right now. It's to be silent and intuitive, and to listen to all the things before you advocate. You can't advocate on what you have right now." And so often we can get caught up in the world and other people's feelings and be passionate and don't want people to hurt. We don't want people to feel bad. That's not, uh, we forget sometimes that that's not ours to take. That sometimes we have to let them have those feelings so that they can grow. But as nurturers, as empaths, right, we we far too often jump in and want to, we want to hug it out of them, (laughs) we want to take it away. And remove well, it from them. And the world is, you know, this word, one of the words in the definition is motionless. The world is anything but motionless. Mm-hmm. I mean, it is just screaming out there, you know. Yeah. And, and there's so much happening. There's so much going on. Everything is at such a speed. And it's kind of like, yeah. and we wonder what, and we wonder why we can't rest. We wonder why we can't slow down and mm-hmm. take even five minutes for ourselves because we're in this uh, a mentor of mine called it the cosmic speed up, mm-hmm. and and so we're kind of a bit of a in a bit of a battle with. Um, the motion of the world so um taking that you know like taking this word and kind of let it sink in a little bit to a point of um it's like we were just saying it's okay to take time for yourself and to um take care of yourself in in any way you need to yeah because at a very to get a little science nerdy on us for a second, if we don't take those um, those cues to to take this time for this um, quiescent moments, 
then on a deep cellular level, we don't realize the impact that that vibration has on us when we don't carve out those moments of stillness, right? From a very deep cellular level, taking on of energy and not purging and not releasing and, you know, it affects um, the, our, the transcription of our energy, meaning how our cells are reading the energy that comes into our body, affects our metabolism, um, you know, our metabolic rate, and, and it can imprint our DNA on a very, you know, pathways on a very deep level. We don't, but we don't think about those things because, you know, we can't see them, right? We feel like they're not tangible until we get sick. And then we go, gosh, I just got sick out of nowhere. I was fine yesterday. <laughs> and all of a sudden I feel like crap. I wonder what happened. I must have a bug. And then we don't stop to think about, well, could I have played a role in, you know, the downwardness of my immune system perhaps because I was taking on other stuff that's not mine. It's really a real thing that happens. So uh, it can sneak up on us in unsuspecting ways when we don't carve out um, this these quiescent moments, as I'm going to call them, because um, they're important. They're important. Even on a deep cellular level, they're very important um, for us to maintain good um, holistic health, in my opinion. So, yeah. What a word. Who'd have thought we could have already 35 minutes of conversation on a word that none of us really knew anything about 35 minutes ago? <laughs> I want to go back and watch uh, Water. I know. Oh man, I love that movie. Yeah, I, I I've only watched it one it time, and I want to see it. It's yeah, been a long, it's been a long time. Like, yeah, I, yeah, I think it. It, it it doesn't seem like it, but that movie is probably about nine or ten years old. I think, yeah. isn't it? I I remember it as being very beautiful too. Like yeah, there's a beautiful message in that movie. Yeah, do you have a? Yeah, it makes me it makes me want to travel the world. So every oh, time I get sure. a little like. Oh, I want to travel. Yeah. <laughs> Put that on. <laughs> yeah. And you live vicariously through Walter yeah. Mitty. <laughs> right. That's my kind of traveling. <laughs> it doesn't cost anything. You know, you just pop the movie. In. Yeah. When you, Karen, when you um, going back to that that movie, is there something about that movie other than the travel that jumps out at you that kind of takes you to that that quiescent space since we're playing on that word that quiet stillness about the beauty in that movie what do you I, the soundtrack is a huge reason why I love that movie oh yeah but it is like as adventurous as it is there's something really calming about it I don't know yeah it's just beautiful movie I mm -hmm. think that that where you got the word I isn't the isn't this word isn't that come from one of the songs in the soundtrack I, I think, I'm going to have to look that up later, because I think, I, don't, yeah, for sure. I think quiescent or quiescence or something like that is in the soundtrack for the Walter Mitty movie. So, that's, in, see, that's interesting. Who, th see, I told you I this conversation can go a bunch of different places. Yeah. You just never know. Now all of our listeners are going to go and, and watch Walter Mitty's movie now. Yeah. Just good. to kind of think. it's a really good movie. It is a good movie. <laughs> it is a good movie. You just never know where the conversation is going to take you or how words are going to land with you. I think that's the whole point to every conversation we have, right, Pat? Because yeah. you could pick a word and it could take you it could take you someplace and, and really like hit you in the heart or hit you in the gut, right? Or make you think about all kinds of things that's linked to it in your life. Um, and sometimes, sometimes words just kind of fall with us and take us to beautiful spaces. And remind us of beautiful things. So, you know, this. Um, I just thought of something. I uh, yeah. I bought uh, Matthew McConaughey's children's book. We have last that, week. yeah. And there's a line in there, and the book is called "Just Because," and he says, "Just because I'm sitting still, it doesn't mean I'm not busy." Mm. That's and the truth. And, and yes. there's, 
the illustration is someone sitting in like lotus position, like a, a yoga yeah. practitioner. Um, and I thought that was just a really cool way to say um, what we're talking about. You know, it's okay to be still, to be motionless, to be inactive. And when was the last time you ever you gave yourself permission to just be in that? Mm-hmm. You know, we feel like we have to give ourselves permission to carve out that time, right? I mean, that's why that's why you stay up, right? Two hours at the end of the night because it's like this is where I can find it. I'm giving myself permission to stay up because that it'll balance itself out somewhere. Yeah. It. You. Again, I, I I will tell you this. When I was first um, going through meditation teacher training, I thought I was probably going to come unglued the first time we had to do a silent meditation because <laughs> because I had never given myself permission to just sit sit with it, sit with whatever it was in the moment. Um, because for me, um, and I've talked about this openly before with living with a, a mental health issue, sitting in the silence with my thoughts is not a comfortable, fun, or sometimes safe place to be. And so, um, it took a lot of practice for me to be able to reconcile some of those thoughts that came in and went and go, yeah, but no, <laughs> no, that doesn't jive with me. Um. It, it it does. It is uncomfortable sometimes if you start. And I want to say that because for people who are listening who are thinking, oh, maybe I should do that. Maybe I need more silence and stillness or what have you. And if you choose to do something like that, just note that it might not always be comfortable at first. That's normal. But the more I think you practice it, the more you come to enjoy I can't tell you. I have, my husband bowls on Tuesday nights. When I get off from work, the TV does not come on. I go home and I sit, and when I and, and I sit in the silence. And sometimes I sit in the dark, which was also a kind of triggering for me. And you know, talking about the silence and the stillness, the dark was not a fun place for me early on. So that was another thing that took some practice. Um, when I explained this to my therapist, you know, I wanted to, I, I needed validation to understand that, you know, I'm not losing it because I'm sitting alone in the in the quiet, in the dark, right? Like, this isn't a sign that things are going bad, is it? Because um, you hear about that, right? She just, she's become isolated and she just sits alone in the dark on Tuesday nights when nobody's home. You know, that's where everything that went. great to me. Yeah, right? <laughs> That, you know, but you hear about those headlines. That's where everything went wrong. No, you know, <laughs> it wasn't. That's I needed that, and I didn't to heal. I needed that to heal because the darkness was not um, was an insecure place for me. Um, you know, metaphorically and physically, like you know, afraid of the dark. Uh, but being able to sit in that and 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 meditate in, in that silence and that stillness gave me a freedom, right? Because I didn't have to be afraid anymore of, I didn't have to be afraid of the mental illness. I didn't have to be afraid of the dark. I didn't have to be afraid of the boogeymen that really weren't out there looking at my windows. <laughs> I didn't have to be afraid of any of those things anymore because I gave myself permission to heal in that space and, and use it in that way. Um, it became very, very freeing for me after the initial what the hell do you mean we're going to meditate for 30 minutes in the quiet again tonight? I don't like this. I don't want to be a meditation teacher anymore. After I got through that, it was, it took months, but I, eventually it was like, okay, now this is what we're going to do tonight. So I might as well just get what I can out of it. Yeah. It took months, but eventually yeah. I came to just yeah. enjoy it. Yeah. What? What about any of you? Have you have you had those experiences? I, I know, Corinne, you said, well, that sounds magic. That sounds fantastic. <laughs> have you are, have you had 
have you had those kinds of thoughts? It's, I mean, because I consider them normal <laughs> because it's my normal to go, oh, this is kind of scary at first. Like when you were first starting your teacher practice, your, your practice, was silence uncomfortable for you? I don't think, I think it was just hard to be silenced. Like my mind is just always going, mm. but then I had, uh, I seen a therapist, my previous therapist, she told me to like think of a container and I thought of a refrigerator and she was saying like, if you have a thought to like, you don't want to be thinking about that thought right now. Like, imagine yourself putting that in, like, a container and putting that in the fridge and closing oh, the door. I and you it. can either save that for later. Or I also think of a trash can. And if I don't want that thought Please. ever again, I'll throw my container into the trash can. Yeah. And then, uh, like, it doesn't always work. But I feel like that's helped. And now I don't even necessarily use that tool anymore because I feel like I'm more balanced out. Like, I... Like, it's more automatic. Work. It's more automatic now. Yeah. Um... I do have to force myself, though, because I find myself, I always have my headphones on, or I'm always listening to something, or the TV's on in the background, and then I notice, of like, I think I need a break from these things, yes. I'm, like, buzzing too much, or there's the times that I'm driving somewhere, and I realize I didn't turn the radio on, and then I realize, like, oh, maybe I shouldn't, and I'm like, no, I, I think I need yeah. to quiet right now. <laughs> yeah. I like, it. I like that, too, in the car yeah. sometimes, yeah. That was me on the way home from Columbus yesterday mm -hmm. I was buzzing with all that energy and I was like I know this isn't all mine so I need some time and I had two hours two two plus hours to and I did for a period of time I probably for a good hour like between here and almost Bucyrus I or there in Bucyrus I was like nope I swung by I don't do this either very often um I swung by Starbucks because it was like I mean, I, ha I need some caffeine in the middle of the afternoon because uh, I need to balance whatever this is out. So I got a little, little chai, a little espresso mix and drove home in the silence for about an hour. And then I got to Bucerius and went, I need some, like, power anthem. Like, I need myself back. So I put on my hype music and it was, like, rocking out all the way home. <laughs> Yeah, so if you were driving down Route 4 yesterday and you saw the dragonfly mobile and me flailing my hands, it was no need to be concerned. No need to be concerned. I was just, I was, I was balancing. Yeah. <laughs> I was centering. Yeah. Good stuff. What about you, Pat? Is there, um, when you first started to practice, was there moments where you were just like, oh, this is icky. I don't. I don't like this. The no. Si no? The I, silence always yeah. resonated with you? Well, see, I was thinking that, I mean, I have lived alone for many years. Mm. And um, that's a whole different kettle of fish. Sure. Sure. And um, so it took, it took a long time, and I, what I hear you both saying is what the good thing is is that we we learn over time what we need and we yeah. and we listen to our our heart or our head or you know whatever the case may be and 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 then you learn to know what you need it's you know mm -hmm. it's like but you were just saying, Nora, in the span of two hours, you needed two, two different or three things. different things. Two, yeah. And you you realized it, and you did it. And, and Corinne, you have the tools mm -hmm. to, to to use when you, when you need them. And I think that's such an important thing. I think that's one of the biggest things I've learned, is, is to have these tools in our toolbox, and then listen, you know, and that's where that that's where the stillness comes in. Yes. How, how do you how do you listen to your heart if if there's all this stuff going on? You have to you have to have a little moment of stillness and listen, and then and then you you know what is going to work for you. Mm -hmm. And so, I mean, it took me a long time to to get to where I enjoyed being alone and and that 
the whole everything that came with it yeah um and now i'm you know most of the time i'm completely happy with it you know yeah and uh and enjoy and and um yeah I I it's it's kind of the the best when you enjoy your own company yeah. and, and you look forward to having time to yourself mm -hmm. and um it's it's pleasant and joyful and yeah and the and the thoughts that come in that are intrusive somehow make that magical shift and they're like what I've learned is you know they come in now and it's like oh they're not negative anymore they're neutral or, or they're you know you know they don't have any kind of charge they're just thoughts and the other thing that I've learned from Pat with Qigong especially is and I know that Qi, people who do Qigong and understand energy work will know what I mean when I say this that I now understand the difference in my energy, meaning I can feel my energy flow and know when it's flowing well. And then when it buzzes, and that's what happens to me when it buzzes, it's like this weird electric kind of like shocky, prickly like charge when it's like, oh, that's not mine. I've got to settle whatever that is down or it is mine and I've got to settle it down because it doesn't feel flowy. It feels very much like I just walked across the carpet and my my hair is supposed to be you know probably looks frizzy um you know because it feels very it feels very charged so being able to learn the difference in that in Qigong has been really magical for me because it's that's my tell now like Corinne when you talked about oh I don't do that I have that tool but I don't really use it anymore it, and that's probably true but maybe you just use it in a different way because it has become so ingrained in you that you can you no longer need to visualize the whole refrigerator and the container or anything. You can just go, it's just gone. Yeah. Yeah. We've been talking about this. So I'm back in therapy with a new therapist. Uh, I love her. And it's basically at a point where like, I've seen two therapists before this just for like anxiety and stuff. Yeah. And I learned all these tools. I have a bunch of tools in the toolbox. I just either forget about them or don't use them because I don't know yeah. but I know all of this stuff so when I'm in therapy and she's like well have you done this and I was like no but I know about that I know about all these I... things it's just remembering to use the tools because I have them now and uh, it's like and we're all we're all like that. Oh, yeah. It's like, <laughs> no. it's like, the don't beat yourself up. No, don't beat yourself up. <laughs> I look at it as just, those are like the condiments in my refrigerator, right? I'm going to need them eventually. They're, the ketchup's back there. I don't need yeah. it. You know, I know the ketchup's the in there. expiration date's three years old. Yeah, yeah, exactly. The expiration date's three years old, but I know I got ketchup in the refrigerator. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Well, when we come back, I'm, I want to play a little bit off of that quote that you said from was Matthew McConaughey's chosen um that just because I'm still doesn't mean I'm not busy right is that how it was worded yeah I want to play a little bit off of that some of you familiar with me mentioning like my Palouse mindfulness family and community um if you're part of that community um this will sound very familiar to you <laughs> those Dave Potter fans um from Palouse mindfulness so um, when we come back, stay tuned, and we'll work on extending this toolbox around the world. Around the world, yes. Hopefully around the world. I hope everybody's listening. Um, around the world, quiescent. So stay tuned. have a word you want Pat and I to consider for a future episode? You can leave it on our Facebook page at Unscripted Energy or email us at unscriptedenergy at gmail.com. We look forward to hearing from you. Welcome back to Unscripted Energy. So Pat, what's our word of the week? or quiescent, depending on your tomato, tomato, potato, potato. That's what we're talking about today. 
And it's this essence of stillness or in the mindfulness practice for those who, who practice mindfulness practices, it's known as the art of acceptance or non-striving or non-doing or undoing. There's a lot of different ways to kind of look at it from the mindfulness perspective. So as we wind up today's podcast, I'd like to do a little bit of a a meditation around this idea of non-striving. My meditation teacher, Dave Potter from Palouse Mindfulness, um, he talks about the concept of of non-striving in mindfulness practices that they're difficult to understand and yet they seem to imply uh, this act of being passive or or actually an inaction um, you know which we've been talking a little bit about today Um, one of the things I remember him saying to us when he taught us this um, this practice was that he said I don't think I've ever taught a mindfulness class in which a student didn't question mindful acceptance with concern about you know doesn't that just mean I'm not doing anything I'm just being passive um, you know and you know, you can people can kind of got into like this heated thing you know about well what about you know what do I do when you know I want to act if um, I'm trying to advocate like I talked about on the podcast you know I can't be passive and activate those or and be um, and have activism or you know um, or advocacy you know you can't do that passively but what I feel that the art of non-striving does for us um, in the in this context of acceptance or um, or quiescence um, as the word of uh, the week it it doesn't imply uh, passivity it's it doesn't mean that we're gonna just give in to all the injustices of the world or that we're going to ignore our values and the things that matter to us but what it does is it helps us to take time to in the stillness and in the um, or as I call it being silent and intuitive I think that's the key when we can quiet and have and carve out those um, quiescent moments in our lives we can allow ourselves to have more clarity so that we can effectively advocate or uh, you know be involved in whatever capacity art we're meant to in our lives so hopefully that helps make acceptance and non-striving less controversial for some people who are like I just can't be passive not what it is at all so I would invite you wherever you are if it's safe and comfortable for you to do so to go ahead and close your eyes and if it's not safe and comfortable for you to do so you can come back to this at another time and as you begin to carve out this quiescent moment for yourself First, begin to just tune into your breath. And just notice your breath and the distinction between the inhale and the exhale. Begin to notice the stillness between the inhale and the exhale. And as your chest rises with the inhale and falls with the exhale you begin to notice the subtleness of that quiescent moment you're carving out for yourself maybe you begin to notice that that space becomes a little bit bigger and will only get as big as you need to allow yourself to put space between whatever's on your mind and this moment. Just put space between it. It doesn't mean you're ignoring it. 
Maybe you just pay it a gentle awareness and set it aside in the exhale. If it's meant to come back, it will. Maybe set an intention for yourself to the degree to which you wish to commit to this practice. Whatever it is you need in that intention. Maybe you need more time. Maybe you need more energy. Maybe you need something else to happen. And just allow yourself to create more space there. Sometimes in the flow of the breath we can notice attachment to those thoughts and attachment is more subtle it's a measure of how we're emotionally tangled in our expectations and projections so just set yourself an intention for what it is you need in this moment maybe your intention and your attachment is low Maybe you don't want to do anything. Maybe you don't feel that you need anything. Maybe you feel that you're recognizing that you've become unengaged and you're feeling a little more passive. Maybe in that intention you want to care, you want to bring compassion and resilience, grace stability, whatever you need. Set your intention around those things that you need to bring in and around that space between the breath. And what you begin to notice as you focus on that space, that those things that you need are just on the outside. If you imagine that space between the breath like a circle. And the things that you need to let go of maybe are on one side of the circle, on the outside of the circle. Things that you need to bring into your life are on the other side of the circle. Things that you need to bring into your life coming in with the breath in. Things you need to let go of on the breath out. And the subtlety in that space between the breath is where acceptance, non-striving, just being, being realistic, acknowledging what is. inner peace, stability, calm. Just allow yourself to be more aware of that space. Nobody needs anything. Nobody wants anything. And this practice offers the possibility of living our lives in this way, in the stillness, in the quiescent moments that we carve out, in the reminder of those moments and the stillness, able to respond to any situation appropriately from this place. making that shift and seeing how it aligns with your intention to be able to respond to any situation appropriately from this space from this place of inner stillness between the breath whether it's 
decisiveness or gentleness. Staying in the sweet spot of non-striving and inner stillness. Sometimes while dealing with difficulty. It's easier said than done and we may not always get it right, but with practice we can build this skill. And I often tell my students that being mindful doesn't mean that you'll be at peace all the time, but through this practice of mindfulness, you can discover that it's peaceful feeling, these quiescent feelings. You can discover that it's possible to be at peace with not feeling peaceful. And with your next breath in, take a big deep breath into that space. And as you exhale out, leave anything on the outside of that space that needs to be let go of. And with your next breath in, as you are able, open your eyes and be aware of the stillness in, around, and through. Namaste. And may you take that peace, that stillness, and that kindness, because that's what it is ultimately, loving yourself perfectly or imperfectly, no matter what arises. Take that with you for the rest of your days. And signing off for Unscripted Energy, I'm Nora Noble. Be well. Stay safe. You have been listening to Unscripted Energy, a podcast by hosts Nora Noble and Pat Jones. The viewpoints on unscripted energy are those solely of the hosts and do not necessarily reflect those of our followers or commentators. Thank you for tuning in to Unscripted Energy.